Hey, I'm Ben Ramos, and I get the privilege of serving here as the senior pastor. We are a church all about the authentic power of God coupled with sound theology. Because God's given us his inerrant, infallible word, and in it, he calls us to be people who are filled by his Holy Spirit, people who are empowered by his Holy Spirit, and people who are led by his Holy Spirit. As a local congregation, God's called us to help people take steps in their relationship with Jesus, to see them rise from death to life and glory to glory. I just want to thank you guys so much for joining us today. I truly pray and I hope that this message would be an encouragement to you and your life, that it would help you to recognize that the mission field is all around you and that it would help you to take steps in your relationship with Jesus. Be blessed. I want to read a scripture to you before we get into it. And it's out of Joshua 1.9 because I've been reading through Joshua because we have that daily devotional that we can go through as a church. And I've been reading it, and I'm telling you, it's amazing. Um, but I want to backtrack a little bit. I was reading in Joshua 9, or chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You mentioned consistency, brother. God's consistent, is he not? God is consistent. We, we, over the course of, well, before I got here, we have pastors Ben and Alicia come out here and they're building. They're building their family, their immediate family. Now they're building up a church family. And in order to do that, it takes a lot of things, but one thing it definitely takes is consistency. It takes consistency. Do you believe that God's faithful? Like, I mean, seriously, like, do you believe that God is faithful for real? Like, because the Bible says that God, God's unchanging. So if he was faithful to do it then, he's faithful to do it now. Amen? If you believe that in the chat, I want you to put amen. The Bible says uh, in Hebrews 13 and 8 that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So though we change from day to day and we change from time to time, Jesus remains the same. Now, I don't know about you, but that's the type of solid I want to put my all into. My trust, my faith, my life, my circumstances, even my doubts, I'll throw it upon the Lord. He says, cast all your cares and anxieties upon him. So why not? Those that don't know, I skipped right past it all. My name's Nick Bowes. <laughs> I'm the community outreach pastor here at Rise Church, so we want to welcome you. If this is your first time, we appreciate you coming out today. Um, if it's not, then you know what I'm saying, and this is repetitive, but that's all right. <laughs> that is all right. So, as you can see up there today, I want to talk about consistency killers. What's keeping us from being consistent? I would say that now, more than ever, it feels like we are so inconsistent as a people, as a society. Like, we're doing one thing, and then, and then it, it doesn't work out, or it gets tough, and then we move on, and we justify it, and there's good reasons, and there's times when you got to quit stuff, and there's times when you got to adjust. I'm not saying 
you know, that it's all bad all the time. I am saying, however, that the God we serve is consistent. Therefore, it would make sense if we're made in his image and likeness and we're called to be imitators of Christ, that we too should take on that character of seeking to be consistent and become consistent if you're not already. Um, And you prayed against condemnation, brother, and I'm glad you did that because first of all, that's great. And the devil is a liar. Uh, And second of all, if you're not where you think you should be and stuff, there's no condemnation. It's, it's a process. We're growing. We're growing. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 16 and 18, it says, And we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever abides in love abides in God and God in him. In this way, love has been perfected among us so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment. For in this world, we are just like him. For in this world, we are just like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. The one who fears has not been perfected in love. Stop there. I have feared. I have feared a lot of stuff. Does that mean that I haven't been perfected in love? Well, yeah. (laughs) According to the Bible, it does, but it's a process. It's a process. And we walk through that process. And that's where we don't condemn ourselves. That's where we begin to stay consistent in what we're doing in the process. We don't sit there and we don't sit in what happened yesterday. And we don't allow that to consume us today. We don't allow that to keep us down. We understand it's a process. The God of the universe, the God that could do anything, took seven days to do it. He could do it like that, but he took seven days It would stand to let me believe that he is a God of process. And there's a a purpose for it, though. Because, see, the Bible says God is love. Not God was love and not God will be love. God is love. So what is consistency? It's acting or done in the same way over a period of time. It's also like the thickness of a liquid and so on and so forth, but that definition didn't fit here today. So I left it out. First First Corinthians 15, you're going to have a lot of scripture. I'm laying a foundation. Uh, Getting to my first point is going to take a little time, but it's all going to make sense because it all connects and it all wraps back around. First Corinthians 15 and 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Steadfast is constant, stable, fixed, firm, steady, immovable, is steady, it's irremovable, and abounding. You're growing in the work of the Lord. Consistency. Keep building. Keep building. It's a process. You keep building. And Paul's encouraging him, saying, hey, when you're doing it in the Lord, it's not for nothing. That word vain, We're not talking about your arms and legs. We're talking about empty, right? They talk about it in Ecclesiastes, I believe, talking about things were were vain. They were empty. They were doing them for nothing. And, And if you're not doing it for God, you may feel like you're doing it for nothing. Paul's saying be consistent. Don't be shaken. Always progressing in the work of the Lord. And know that what you're doing is not a waste. Sometimes it feels like a waste when we're when we're building. Sometimes it feels like we're not making progress when we're building. But, but if you're somewhere different today than you were yesterday, and it's positive, that's progress. 
I know it doesn't feel like it sometimes, but don't despise those small beginnings. So as Christ is consistent in his manner, we should attempt to be that way also. So as Christ loves, we should attempt to do that also. As Christ sees breakthrough, that's right. Jesus saw a breakthrough when he was tempted. There was breakthrough. He overcame what was trying to overcome him. There's breakthrough. As he defines complacency killer, so do we. So do we. The Bible says, so as he is, so are we in this world. If you're new to this whole thing and you're not sure where to start, read the book of John and then read the book of Acts and then go out and do it. Simple as that. Sometimes our consistency, it comes from a place of of motivation or lack thereof. Sometimes, like I said, if, if we're doing stuff and we don't feel like we're making progress, we have this tendency to stop doing it. But, but as I was uh, speaking with a doctor that we got to go see the other day, um, they explained that when the body is detoxing from something, that it gets worse before it gets better. So sometimes your life is going to get worse before it gets better when you're detoxing from the things that God is trying to remove out of your life. So don't give up. Keep marching forward. Stay consistent in it. Paul said, be immovable. Don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah, but I've been going through this the whole time. Yeah, but your motives are different now. You're trying to do something different now. So yeah, it feels similar to your whole life before that. I get that. But you're trying to do something different now. So let that similarity just be a similarity. Don't let it overtake you and make you feel like you're unsuccessful as you push forward. If God said it about you, that's it. You want to listen to somebody when they're talking about you, start listening to Jesus when he's talking about you. Got all these people and these naysayers, but get all that. Read the book of Jeremiah. He was hated by everybody. And that's the word, everyone. He said, everyone hates me and wants to kill me. Why? Because he was consistently a prophet of God. He didn't have yes men. He wasn't a yes man. And he was bound and determined to let them know, if you don't turn from the way you are living, you're on your way to hell. Yeah, it's a true story. So, a couple of things that it's going to take consistency in, in order for us to overcome. Relationships, right? Our marriages, our friendships, our coworkers, our finances, when we're paying off debt, when we're saving up for something, um, even our monthly bills. We got to be consistent in these things because we're building. Our physical health, when we're, some of us are working out to lose weight, some of us are working out to build muscle and build weight, you know, gain weight. Um, some of us just want to maybe get cardio, whatever the reason, whatever the case, but it takes consistency to get there. And if you've lifted weights or if you've tried to lose weight, you know, it hurts. It hurts. I did a workout like four days ago and I still hurt. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We need to edit that out. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Your mental health, changing what you're watching. Okay. I don't care. It's between you and Jesus. I'm just saying, just be aware that you're influenced by the stuff you watch. I've said it before. Tell a vision, telling you how to feel about what you're watching. Mm. What you listen to, Saul and David. When David came in, because Saul was, Saul was being uh, tormented by the spirits, and David would begin to play, and then he would be soothed. Music has an influence. 
I mean, look at worship. We're not even talking about emotional stuff, but worship will take you to a place where you'll break out crying, and it's not just some hype game and power of suggestion. It's the Spirit of God hitting you and and connecting with you, and things are shifting and breaking off. Our faith. We have to be patient and steady in our walk with the Lord. We have to to read the Bible, get the audio. You know, Make, make some time, get a translation you understand. Ask some people. It's okay. It's not too late to start. Don't let that pride or discouragement or whatever stop you. Pray. Whether you make it a, a thing, right? Because I used to, my understanding was it, was it was like an event. Like, oh, I didn't have time to pray today. What does that mean? You're literally talking to God. You can do that right now, like <laughs> wherever. And you can make it an event. Because he said, go in the room, shut the door, and pray in, pray in private. Either one, but do it. That's all I'm saying. Just, just do it. And seek him every day. Intimacy is key. Intimacy is key. Seek him every day. Some of the best times to seek him is when you don't feel like it. That's where in your weakness, he shows strong. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. Can you go up and throw up that slide for me? There it is. Consistency brings breakthrough. Write it down. There you go, brother. Water cuts through rock, not because of its strength, but because of its persistence. Add it over and over and over again, the consistency. So what's keeping us from being consistent? Lack of motivation, right? Lack of motivation, not prioritizing. In Luke 12 and 34, it says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Prioritize what and where your treasure is. Feeling unqualified. When Paul is, is, he goes to God, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, he goes to God and, and he's petitioning basically. He's pleading for God to remove a thorn in the flesh. And it doesn't spe- specify the thorn. It's been debated, but God's got a purpose. He left it unspecified so you can apply it to your life and not focus on one specific thing or another. That's what I believe. Um, so, so he left that unspecified. But, but when he goes to him, uh, he says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I feel unqualified, he qualifies me. Feeling discouraged, Psalm 147 and 3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. I know what they did to you and I know it hurts, but he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up the wounds. Psalm 55 and 22 says, cast your burden on the Lord and he will sustain you. Sustained is a consistency. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. He said he's the rock. That's what he told Peter, upon this rock, upon, upon this mindset, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Finances, right? Regrets. Ooh, regrets is a big one, isn't it? Ooh, we could do a whole series on regrets and then some. A whole thing about regrets, what you did, what they did, what you didn't. The woulda, coulda, shouldas, we get caught up in that. But it says in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Woo, get him, Jesus. 
Unforgiveness, that's another one. I'm working on that right now, truth be told. I'm not worried about being transparent because I believe that's a quality of a good leader. You got to let them know sometimes to a degree where you're at so they know they're not alone. So you can help lead. Moses was over there wiling out. Have you read the stuff he does? But he led like three million people. And it was hard, but he did it. And, And they saw him doing these things. They saw him getting frustrated at times. They're, they're, so, so there's a degree of that that makes sense. Like, you got to understand that. So with that unforgiveness, I was, I was reading a verse, and it's the last one I would have thought had to do with unforgiveness. But as I was reading it, I realized it could be applied to the mindset of that. And Paul's talking in Philippians 3, and, and just starting at verse 12, skipping up a little bit, he says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that which for Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, what's he say? Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize of God's heavenly calling in Christ Jesus. You're like, well, what's that got to do with unforgiveness? Because you're not forgetting what's behind. So therefore, you're not straining towards. So even though he's not talking about that in this verse, however, you can apply that here and say, you know what? I need to forget what's behind. It's not that I forgot what happened. It's that the emotion I had attached to it had to go. Because, you know, people say forgive and forget. That's silly. I know what they mean. But what I'm saying is, is you can't forget it. But you, you got to forgive it and you got to let it go because you're the only one that's a prisoner of that. And so when you have all that unforgiveness, the Bible says that he will throw all that in the sea of forgetfulness and never bring it back up again. That's what he says. So, so go ahead and just write this down. Don't hold on to what God let go of. Don't hold on to what God let go of. Keep that. That's for somebody today. Right now. Because consistency brings breakthrough. I put a list up here. I didn't want to read all of the scriptures. But, but these are some of the categories that I believed would, would be things that would play a role in our life that are keeping us from being consistent in our life. And, and so I have to ask myself, what's stopping me? And I'd have to ask you guys, what's stopping you? Is it one of these things? Is it something in this category? Is it multiple things? Maybe you've really never thought about that. When the Lord gave me this message, I never really thought about that. Like, hmm, that makes sense. I thought I was just doing life, you know, whatever. That's what we do. We wake up, we do this, that, the other. But he's like, no, 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 no. I need you to be moving forward. I need you to be consistent. And I need you to begin to recognize. So I just want to encourage you practically right? Because that's what we need to do. We don't just read this and that's it. We need to apply it to our life. Practically, start praying and asking God. There's people right now, as I'm saying this right now, you're like, oh, I already, I know. There's four of them right there. Like, okay. So write those down and begin to pray on, on how you can overcome that. Begin to pray on who can I reach out to about this. Begin to pray and and, and get a plan, get a strategy to move forward. Just like you do paying off bills, right? You get a plan, you start writing down things, you start allotting money, right? Your your workout plan, the regimen, you start setting things aside, time, right? 
you get the, the workout that you want to do, whatever the case, you write it down, right? You, you get on that page and then you execute the plan. So the same way it works for that, it can work for this. Because God is trying to get your attention, and it's hard to get your attention when your consistency is consistent on lack and not on what God wants to do. You're like, oh, I'm doing stuff all the time, but is what you're doing helping, though? I'm just asking, okay, guys? Because God asked me all this stuff, too, all right? It's not like I have this figured out at all. But consistency matters, especially when it comes to our faith and living out God's plan and purpose and will for our life and to fulfill his plans. In fact, it develops routines and builds momentum. It forms habits that become almost second nature. Throw up slide three for me real quick. Small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. John Maxwell, some people call him a leadership guru but I thought that that quote was good because it's small disciplines we're so busy looking at grand schemes sometimes that we forget it's the small disciplines that lead to all that Noah didn't just have an ark he had to build it he had to get the stuff oh and he had to be mocked for like a hundred years by the way too don't forget that either while you're doing while you're doing this stuff some people are going to discourage you. Some things are going to discourage you. You're going to discourage yourself. But the Lord says, don't despise small beginnings. In Zechariah 4 and 10, he says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So we start small, we consistently build, and then we form a habit, and eventually it becomes second nature. You remember, the, you remember the story of the, the tortoise and the hare? Some of y'all are too young, and I don't want to hear it. So we're just going to pretend like everybody heard it. But for those that don't remember, I'm going to tell you. So the hare was making fun of the tortoise one day, right? A hare, a rabbit, okay, was making fun of the tortoise one day for being so slow. He said, do you ever get anywhere, he asked with a mocking laugh. Yes, replied the tortoise, and I get there sooner than you think. I'll run you a race and prove it. The hare was much amused at the idea of running a race with the tortoise, but for the fun of the thing, he agreed. So the fox, who had consented to act as judge, marked off the distance and started the runners off. The hare was soon far out of sight, and to make the tortoise feel very deeply how ridiculous it was for him to try and race with the hare, he laid down beside the course to take a nap until the tortoise should catch up. <laughs> the tortoise, meanwhile, kept going slowly but steadily and, after a time, passed the place where the hare was sleeping, but the hare slept on very peacefully. And when at last he did wake up, the tortoise was near the goal. The hare now ran his swiftest, but he could not overtake the tortoise in time. Slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. You think maybe you're the tortoise. Oh, I'm too slow at this. I'm too unqualified. Did you hear the story I just read? I don't care if it's a fictional story. It has a very non-fictional principle. It's a very real thing. That's building. That's consistency. And sometimes people will laugh at what you're trying to do. That's all right. I'm telling you that's all right. It has to be all right. Because... 
The Bible says in, in, in 1 James to count it all joy, the various trials that we go through, knowing that they're for the perfecting of our faith. Even your trials are consistent. But they're perfecting you in your faith. And so here in the church, we don't want to avoid talking about taboo subjects. We don't want to avoid talking about real life. We don't want you to come in here and feel all fluffy and then leave out there. And then, then we call that the real world. No, it's in here. This is where you get filled up. This is where you get taught. This is where you get to understand things and ask questions. And then you take it out there. But we have to talk about real life in here. And sometimes you're not going to get a trophy because not everyone needs one. That's character building. That's character building. It's, it's okay to lose sometimes because you can begin to count it all joy and you can learn that it's lifting you up. It's actually building your character and teaching you how to handle things in life. And God needs you to, to learn how to handle stuff because he wants to take you places. Consistency is key to breakthrough in our life. Consistency breeds change. Whatever you're doing, right, brother? Whatever you're doing, it's going to change you. Good or bad is going to be your decision. But whenever you're consistent in it will change you. And, and what area of your life it changes depends on what you're doing. But this will only happen the way that God intended it when we put God first. You notice how I said when, the way God intended it. Because we can do it however we want. And we do at times. Oof. When you take him out of it, it's like you're doing the opposite of what, what he told you to do. And there's something about living for the Lord that's life-altering. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to tell you something real quick. A buddy of mine called me the other day. I grew up with him, and we've both been around the same kind of stuff, seen the same kind of stuff. And, and it wasn't the greatest. I had a good immediate household for the most part, but where I lived was not great. Anyway, we fast forward, and he has seen me who I am today, and he saw me from who I was. And he hits me up like three days ago on Messenger, and he's like, hey, man, I had, I had Jesus in my life when I was young, and somewhere along the line, I lost Jesus in my life, and I feel empty. I feel empty, and I, and I just feel like, like I'm alone, and I don't know what to do. But he mentioned Jesus. I said, brother, you are a perfect candidate. You don't even need to fill out an application for this one. You got the job, brother. You got the job. And he said, so what do we do? And I said, we're going we're gonna to talk tomorrow because it's 1130 at night. And I got to go to bed. But he has work off, so I'm not worried. You know, it's not like I had to capture the moment. I didn't feel it pressed on me, so it's okay. So I woke up the next day. I called him. We talked through this whole ordeal. He's just pouring out his heart about his life and what, what's been going on what's been going on and and he <clears throat> he has all these things you know he has stuff he he's got a wife he's got kids he's got toys he's got a great job he's got all this stuff but he says I still feel empty I still feel alone I'm like oh my gosh you are the epitome of someone that's about to get saved <laughs> like oh this could not be easier Lord thank you so he said well I want to like I want to start going to church like I want to I want to do what you do like, what do I do He's like, you know, the Jesus, like, I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm like, okay. It's like, so how do I do that? I'm like, oh, this is awesome. 
So I'm like, you know what you're going to do is I'm going to I'm going to pray and you're going to repeat after me. And I don't care how you make it sound. You just got to mean it. You don't got to be all, you know, whatever the word grandiose or what, I don't know what the word is. All theatrical. You just got to mean it. He's like, all right, cool. I said, what's going to happen is you're going to accept the Lord in your life. Okay. And you're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost and your life's going to change. And, and you won't be the same from here on out. He's like, okay. Yeah. You keep having that question mark over your head. That's cool. And so I pray and, and then he prays and we say, amen. And then I start praying and I start declaring things over his life. And I say, God, you come in and you fill him up from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. You change his life. You fill those holes. You fill that empty space. You let him know he's not alone. And I'm just going off. And then I stop and I say, amen. And he's crying. And he's upset because he doesn't cry. I said, you doing the presence of God? But I told him, I said, listen, man, you just got filled with the spirit of God from 900 miles away on a phone because God can touch you where you're at. Write that down. God can touch you where you're at. And he, he says, it felt like something was behind me and then just like came into me from the back and it's just in there. <laughs> That's Jesus, man. So you just got filled with the Holy Spirit. I know that all sounds weird and doesn't make sense now, but just go with it. Just roll with it. Just trust me. Have I led you wrong? Like, let's go. And, and so he's like, all right, cool. Hits me up the next day, the day after that. Man, that feeling won't go away. I said, do you want it to? No. All right, then. Like, That's perfect, man. I said, so let's work from there. So now he's ordering a Bible. And now he's going to a local church. That is the gospel right there. But you know what? That took, yeah, you can apply it. Thank you, brother. That is. God's working. Be obedient and God will work through it. <laughs> I messed around and lost my spot, but I don't care. <laughs> We're all right. We're all right. Anyway. Yeah, there it is. Okay, we're talking about doing things the way God intended. I'm glad we're back. A little mental bookmark. So the Bible says in Psalm 37 and 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways. Right? They're ordered. That's consistent step. Right? You're doing it. And they're ordered by him. That word man, it's a placeholder. Okay? Like, oh, I'm a girl. Now it's a person. Like, it, it's for you too. Okay? Some people, some people don't know that. So I want to let you know. That God's not just honing in on a guy. It's just how it worked. So, <laughs> you can laugh. It's all right. Um, it's going to take us keeping our eyes on the long game, but also being present. Because remember, I said, like, don't focus too far ahead. But also know that, you know, the Bible says that God put eternity in the hearts of man. Like, we know there's more. So, in that respect, like, keep your eyes on the long game, knowing that you're going to get somewhere all the while being present here and allowing God to do the work here right now. But the one place you don't want to visit apart from the blood of Jesus is your past. If you start talking about who you were, but you don't talk about the transforming power of God, all that consistency is going to start being broke up. Not like you can't recoup anything. I'm just saying, don't backtrack, okay? Don't backtrack. Start there, stay the course. Keep moving. Keep moving. Jesus was led out into the wilderness to be tempted. He stayed the course. He saw a breakthrough. Consistency brings breakthrough. 
Jesus himself, right? Paul was on his way to Rome. Remember, he appealed to Caesar, right? He had some stuff to say and some people to say it to. Well, he was messed up the whole time. He got shipwrecked. He got bit by a viper. He got whipped. He got all kinds of stuff happening to him, but he stayed the course. And that consistency brought the breakthrough. He made it where he was supposed to go. And, and we can make it where we're supposed to go. Sometimes we feel shipwrecked. Sometimes we feel like we're getting bitten by snakes in this world. But we're the head and not the tail. Do you hear me? We're the head and not the tail. We're victorious in Christ Jesus. Be consistent in that, in that thought process. Renew your mind daily. Daily. That's every day. That's consistent. Time doesn't stop for no one. The days don't stop for anyone. Okay? So, so every day. I don't even... I don't even know if I have... If I sent you a slide for this one, it's all right. I want to let you know that, that when you're doing these things and you're building your consistency in a positive manner, that will kill off complacency. Remember what I said about Jesus? He's a complacency killer. He doesn't just sit in that and accept it as it is. No, complacency is, is a feeling of quiet pleasure or security. Often, catch this, while unaware of some potential danger, defect, or the like. What? You mean there's danger in being complacent? That's the world's definition. (laughs) If they are recognizing the danger of complacency, how much more should we as believers in Christ recognize the danger of complacency? Just accepting it how it is. That's all. That's how it will always be. That's how my mom was. Well, you're not your mom. That's how my grandpa was. You're not your granddaddy. I don't care if none of them graduated. You're not them. You can do it. Don't accept it as it is. Jesus didn't. He didn't accept it as it is. He stayed the course. You say, yeah, but he just, he died on the cross. That's to fulfill scripture. He wasn't complacent to nothing. The joke's on the people that were doing it. Not on Jesus. But if we decide to be consistent in, in the, on the other side of the coin, we're consistently doing nothing. We're consistently just watching TV. I'm not talking about watching TV. I need you to hear the principles. I don't care what you're doing. I'm saying if, if, if we're consistent in not doing things to bring a positive impact on our life, then it's going to become stagnant. My brother right there talked about stagnant. Me and him were chatting, and he said that stagnant, you know, stagnant water, that, that builds up all kinds of sicknesses and disease and ailments, and it doesn't do anything, and it eventually brings death. So you can be consistent in not doing stuff, too, and not being motivated, right? Looking for a job, but not looking for a job, or, or, or you want to get healthier, but you're not taking steps to get healthier, you know what I mean? And, and so, the, you know... The same thing happens when we're in the Lord, when we're trying to grow in Christ. If we don't take steps to move forward in Christ, praying, reading his word, living it out, then we're going to become complacent and we'll grow stagnant. And if we're not careful, the only thing Jesus will be to us is a cross on a necklace. My God, he used to be a cross on a necklace to me. And that's all he was. And a Bible sitting on a nightstand that would collect dust. And it was King James, so, you know, it was rough, but... (laughs) Nevertheless, I should have opened it. I don't care what one you read. 
I still said it. We're just being silly. But seriously, seriously, like it, it, it takes us pushing forward is what I'm getting at. It takes us moving forward. And the Bible says in Matthew, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they will be filled. That's a nonstop process. It's not like we eat food and we're filled and we're good for a while. He's saying you'll be filled. It's a continually filled thing when you're seeking out God. He says, you're blessed when you seek me out because I'm going to give you what you're looking for and then some. Keep that in mind. And that's not, I just feel like I should say this, that is not a prosperity thing. Okay? Blessed if I do, we're not doing that here. Not a chance. But I do want you to know that God knows where we live, and sometimes your blessing will be in the form of currency, so you can bless those as you are blessed. Okay? He's not going to give you a sheep in the part of the world where money is, the, what, is what we need, right? So he's going to bless us in certain ways, but in this one, he's going to bless you spiritually. He's going to give you that, he's going to fill that hole in your heart. He's going to fill that void that you feel, but you got to do it continually, and you can't give up. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, there's days you're going to just kind of kick rocks and whatever. Okay, cool. We're people. But get up. Don't stay there. That's all I'm saying. Don't stay there. There's plenty of times I wanted to give up. There's plenty of things I've heard that would make me want to give up. But I'm in it for the long run. <laughs> hmm. So what area of our life have we come, become complacent in that we've just accepted? You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, right? I want you to write that down. If you want to think about what area you've been in complacent in, again, these aren't bad things, guys. We're, we're like, we're building. We're coaching each other to like, let's, let's get out of this slump. That's what this is. And then you can take other people with you when you get out. This is us building. This is joining arms, Okay. So I'm be like, oh, I'm complacent and in my priorities. And mm-mm. better put your head up, okay, and, and stand victorious. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And some of us don't got plans, hope, or a future. We don't feel like we do. We don't feel like we do. So, so. This one might be a hard one for y'all to, I don't know. Let's just play it through. Um, Jeremiah 29, 11, it can't, it can't happen if we're just sitting around accepting the situation. His plans, his future, his hope for you. He's sovereign, but he's also a gentleman. You got to get up too and, and, and know that God has a plan for you. He has a plan. I don't care how messed up you are. <laughs> this is not a club. This is a family. And family members be messed up sometimes. And I've been that one that's been messed up. <laughs> but he said, I have, the, I have these plans for you. And, and you have to be active for them to unfold. You have to actually be doing something. You have to be pushing forward in a positive manner that's going to break off complacency. And one of the ways is, is I... <laughs> Keep hearing all the, the, the hate going on in the world. And then people sit in complacency. Well, it's just what it's going to be. You go over there with that. Why? Because 
I'm going to march on and do the will of God. Yeah, it's happening. Okay. But I'm not going to just take it at face. We just accept it. And you shouldn't either. Okay. We are the church. Isn't that what the Bible says? We are the church. So get up and move forward. It's okay. Be who you are. Okay. Consistency kills complacency. Consistency kills complacency. And, and I, I read it to start because it just stood out, but I wanted to recap again on Joshua 1 and 9. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Sometimes fear of someone or something leads us to stop progressing in our lives. It causes us to become complacent in a situation where God has called us to press on. Paul said he pressed on towards the mark. You know he's writing these letters in the midst of getting beat up and imprisoned? But he's saying, no, no, no. Press on towards the mark. Let go of what's behind you. You can do it. Find somebody to help you, right? Get some people in your corner. You know, I could have, I could have thrown in the towel. Uh, when I found out I was sick, I could have thrown in the towel. Some people, when they find out they're dying, they just go on this crazy, like, midlife crisis-style thing and just get wild or they just shrivel up crawl into a corner and curse out the world and everybody in it and then die miserable but but I decided I just I I say I because at the time I didn't know it was God of course but for the sake of the story I decided that it was, I wasn't dying yet. I felt a peace in me before I was saved. Did you hear that? Before I was saved? Before I was saved. I felt a peace in me. Like, your time isn't yet. Your time's not done. So I was consistent with that thought. I'm not done. I'm not done. Doctor's like, well, you're dying. Yeah, listen, doc, I heard you, but I'm not done. I need you to hear me. Like, and, and I stayed consistent in that thought. And then as I stayed consistent, it brought breakthrough because now I'm alive seven years later I'm alive still and 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 it brought breakthrough and you know what it it also did is it killed off the complacency this is just how it is because my body still it, it it's, it's up and down my blood levels are still up and down but I went from death row to remission and now it's up and down and and so there was a point of breakthrough but, but now there's the point where I stay the course and I'm killing off the complacency in my life. I'm, oh, this is just how it is. You're going to have this forever. Who are you telling? You better tell someone else that. Well, you shouldn't tell anyone that because you're speaking death. You need Jesus. <laughs> but seriously, like it, it killed off the complacency because I could have just accepted it at face value. And I, I can't speak to people who have passed of cancer. I don't know. I'm not God. Okay. I just know how it worked for me. And I know how it's working for me. And I know that, you know, the Bible says it's appointed unto all men to die once. So I know that is going to happen. But I'm still going to be pushing forward until that day, until he calls me home. And that's the point I'm trying to get across. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. So it would seem, <laughs> it would seem, I shouldn't even use that word, but it's what I got in the notes. So it seems to me that if God is living and active, which he is, wouldn't it make sense for us ourselves to be living and active? <laughs> and what I mean is, we're not God. Some people believe they are, but they're not. But we are made in his image and likeness. So while we're alive, we should be doing things that bring and promote life. In other words, 
Living like Christ. Living like Christ. Remember, we're called to be imitators of him. He was consistent in what he did. He was unchanging. He leaned on God to fulfill the plan, right? And and he said, baptize me, right? To fulfill all righteousness, to fulfill the scriptures. So he had a plan and he followed it and, and, and he leaned on God. And through that, he overcame and we became overcomers. He overcame and we became overcomers. My last point. The last point I want to make. It's a good one too. I think that I never really thought about this, honestly. Consistency was never a thing in the Bible to me. I'm like, what? But it is. It's crazy. It's all about, like, it's all over the place. And it makes sense because his word is unchanging. That's consistent. <laughs> but, but the last one is consistency is kingdom business. It's kingdom-minded. When I say kingdom business, I'm talking about what God wants you to do spiritually. I'm talking about going forth and promoting the gospel. I'm not necessarily talking about like a physical building and a business. I'm saying that that we're being about the Father's business. And it's kingdom-minded. So when I'm pressing on towards the mark, when I'm marching forward, when I'm not giving up, when I'm not letting go, I realize that, that I'm doing on earth as it is in heaven. He called us to be representatives of Jesus, to represent Christ on earth as he is in heaven. And that's going to take work. And that's going to take pushing. And, and one of the more um, notable scriptures uh, for something of this nature, excuse me, is in Matthew 28, starting at verse 16. He says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. (laughs) Jesus could be in your face and some will still doubt. Mm, I don't know what's to be said about that, but figured we should recap on that. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of age, teaching them to observe, to do what he taught the disciples to do. So I want you to be consistent with them like I was with you. I want you to have the grace for them like I had for you. And the love, right? And the compassion and the correction. But he was consistent. He said, you go out and do that, right? And I'm going to be with you the whole time. The Great Commission. So they went forth and they were upholding those commandments of the Lord. And they kept doing what they were called to do and preaching the good news. And and that consistency was kingdom business. They went to towns where they said, oh, there's the guys that were flipping the world upside down. All these, just a couple of nobodies up in here flipping the world upside down. Because they were persistent. They were consistent. They kept walking it out. They didn't just give in. When the religious leaders brought, what is it, Peter and John, I believe, before them and and telling them, like, you can't be teaching this. And he said, whether it's right to listen to you or to God, you be the judge. What? (laughs) And they just kept going about their business, about his business. And so I just want you to keep in mind the word of the day is consistency. Okay, it's going to bring breakthrough. It's going to kill off complacency. 
and, and it's going to help you get and stay kingdom-minded. And I would love to talk to you more about that, if you have any questions about that, for real. Um, you know, we're set apart for God's purpose. When you hear holy, that's what it is. Don't, don't let that word put a foul taste in your mouth. We're just set apart for divine purpose, okay? So when holier than thou... I'm set apart for divine purpose than thou? What? That doesn't make sense. Like, come on, man. We're set apart. We're consecrated. Paul said, come out and be separate. Right? Renew your mind. I want us as a church family, church family, to come together and build together. I mentioned it earlier that Pastors Ben and Alicia, they came and they're building and they have leaders around them that see the vision and they want to build with them. Okay? But, but it's not just us, it's you guys too. This isn't like a separate tier. We just happen to have a, a title, but it, it's not a title like I'm better than you, but somebody's got to do it. That's all, okay? But it's all of us coming together. We all got problems. We all need to do it together. And that is going to take consistently coming together as the body of Christ. Hmm. I'm going to say it anyway. It's just, it's not controversial. It's just, (laughs) we, cults should not be able to gather better than the body of Christ. They shouldn't, but they do. They're all in one accord. They're all wearing the same outfits. They're all drinking the Kool-Aid. They're all wilding out. They're all cutting themselves and making sacrifices. And we got the body of Christ spending more time fighting than coming together. If you believe he died on a cross and he rose up and he is the only way for salvation, then you're in. We'll figure out the rest later. That's it. That's all we need to know. After that, we'll get out of the mind. All right, I'm done. I got all evangelistic for a minute about to ah, like start yelling in a mic. But man, I just see it. And I I just, you know, I got a heart for people and people are messy and and that's okay because it's life. I'm not mad at nobody. It's life. If we didn't want a messy thing, we would not be... Helping run a group for restoration and recovery for people that have all been messed up because we ourselves have all been messed up and we're still messed up and we're working together, okay? And it's been amazing, by the way. If you have not checked out the landing place, shameless plug, Tuesday nights, 6.30, right here at Rise Church. Put it in your calendar. I don't care if you got an addiction or if you're just feeling down and out and, or if you just feel kind of lonely, whatever the case, come and check it out. You know, because that consistency will get you to a place that that you're not at now and you may not even know you can be at. Okay, so that's that. That is how that goes. Consistency. Consistency. Is there I'm just going to shoot my shot. Is there anyone in here right now that recently you had like a back injury like your back hurts like recently twisted it, pulled it something you. We're going to pray for you, brother. You came to the right place. Can someone put hands on him? Is that cool? I asked you late, but no pressure. Just, just go on. Yep. That's it. Just lay some hands on him. This is what we do in the church. Lord, we thank you for this man of God. I thank you, Lord, that you take what was intended for evil and you turn it around for good because he's here today. And so is your spirit. And I just thank you right now in Jesus' name. I just speak to that back issue and I command you to be whole in the name of Jesus. 
I thank you be corrected right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that if there's any misalignment, that it be realigned right now in Jesus' name. I speak to pain and I command the pain to leave in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you would refresh him, that you would refill him, that you would heal him and make him whole in this place today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. You're going to have to move that back around, brother. Make sure it's feeling good. Make sure, you know, things are getting better. I just thank God that your back will be loose today in Jesus' name. That's the gospel, guys. That's just hearing it and doing it. It's risk. I could have missed it all, and I could have ran around all sad and scared, like, what are they going to think of me? He doesn't hear from God. Yeah, I do. But it's risk. It's risk. And some people will knock you if you miss it. I don't care, because I want you to know that I'm a person too. Yeah, so that's that. (laughs) So anyway, um, if you could come up and play the piano for me, I would appreciate that. I'm working on transitioning out. Leave me alone. I need Jesus. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We're having fun. Listen, that's what family does too, man. We're serious. We talk about the the Bible. Don't you think that just because I joke that I'm not serious about God's word and God's people, you got it all twisted because God laughs too. We can laugh too, okay? And I think there's something to be said about helping people feel comfortable. So just like what happened for that brother over there, if you have an ailment, I want you to raise your hand and we're going to pray for you. Forget all the words. If you have something going on, let's just get to it. I want to pray for you. I want to see God touch your life. See God touch your body. This is what the gospel looks like, man. It's consistency. Online, if you have an issue and you're willing to type in what the issue is, type it in. Type it in. We want to pray for you too. You're not forgotten. Just like you heard how God touched my friend over a phone. God will touch you over that cast right now, right online. Because that's what he does and that's who he is. If you've been struggling, like seriously, struggling in your thoughts, I want you to know today that there is a clean slate waiting for you. If you feel like you're all alone, I want you to know that God has plans and a future for you. He has hope for you because he is hope. Lord, I just want to pray in this place. Just sit in this place. Nobody has to stand. This is between you and God. Lord, I just thank you, God. As your spirit is already in this place, Lord, I pray that you would continue to manifest yourself in this church. that we would feel you tangibly in this place right now. God, I thank you that that person that had been contemplating suicide is no longer doing so in the name of Jesus. That today is the day that they recognize that you recognize them. God, I pray that the, the chaotic mind would be silenced right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you that their distractions will not become their destruction in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that the things that people have been dealing with, that, that they, they're seeing that may be leading them to be inconsistent. I thank you, God, that you're going to give them a plan 
and a way to get those things in order. And I thank you that you will give them peace in that process as you carry them through, Lord. I thank you that fear of the unknown would leave your people in the name of Jesus. I thank you that cancer would leave bodies in the name of Jesus. I thank you that arthritis and inflammation would leave bodies in the name of Jesus. Throat issues and neck issues. We just declare your healing over your people in this place, Lord. We lift them up to you, whatever the issue is, and we declare on their bodies as it is in heaven that your healing touch would be upon them. Lord, I thank you that mental anguish would be eased in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that that discouragement and bitterness and resentment would be gone in the name of Jesus. I thank you for those that have been sluggish and lacking energy, that they would be filled up in the name of Jesus right here in this place, that consistency would, would enter their life and it would reside and abide in their life in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you right now for anyone that's been on the fence right now, Lord, and, and they're asking you, Lord, forgive me for what I've done and for what I've said. Lord, I just want you. I just want to do it your way. I don't want to do it my way anymore, Lord. I just pray that you would be the Lord and Savior of my life, that you would fill me up with your spirit, that you would lead me and guide me in all truth and understanding and have your way in my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't want you to leave here the same way you came. If you're not changed, I want to talk to you. We want to talk to you. We don't want you to stay stuck in your ways, guys. It's not worth it because tomorrow's not promised and yesterday's gone. You hear me? So if you, if you want to talk with us, meet us, whatever out there, uh, you've already met Pastor Ben. He is the senior pastor here at Rise Church. You can meet us out there in the foyer. We love you guys. And, and we just pray that you are blessed throughout the rest of your week. Y'all have a great day. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us. If you have been blessed by Rise Church, be sure to follow us and share it on your social media. You can subscribe to a podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to give yet, you can do so at risechurchid.org or send a text message with a cash amount to the number 84321. And remember that the mission field is all around you. So go in the power of Jesus and bring that transformation for his glory.